0: Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in LaPlace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. This is not one of those shouting kind of messages, uh, but that's all right. We'll shout when we get there. Free. Amen. Don't wait. Don't wait. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let me, let me read something that I, I uh, printed out this morning. Um, this person asks a question. his name's Tyler Darden. "Could you live without debt?" She says, most Americans say they cannot. Approximately seven out of every ten Americans believe that debt is a necessity in their lives. And approximately eight out of every 10 Americans actually have debt right now. Uh, the entire system is designed to trap us in debt before we can get out into the real world and keep us in debt until we die. Sadly, most Americans don't even realize what's being done to them. In America today, debt is considered to be a part of normal life. We go into debt. Uh, we go into debt to go to college. We go into debt to buy a vehicle. We go into debt to buy a home. And we are constantly using credit cards to buy things that we think we need. It has been estimated that 43% of all American households spend more money than they make each month. And US households are more than $11 trillion in debt at this point. Uh, When it comes to government debt, that's easy for us to blame on someone else. But all of us, but all of this household debt is undoubtedly something that we have done to ourselves. Today, the average U.S. household that has at least one credit card or more has approximately fifteen thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars in credit card debt. So let's say that you you have that much credit card debt and you are paying the annual interest rate of seventeen percent. If you only pay the minimum, minimum payment each month, it will take you 229 months to pay your credit card off. And during that time, you will have paid $13,505.82 in interest charges. In other words, you will almost have paid twice as much for everything that you've originally bought with your credit card by the time everything is said and done. This is why banks love to give you credit cards. If they can get you nearly if they can get back nearly twice as much as they originally give you, they get rich, you get poor in the old days it was it was extremely rare for a mortgage to be stretched over thirty years, but today it's pretty much the standard. Sadly, most people don't understand how much money uh, that is costing them. It will take you. Okay, if you take a $300,000 mortgage at 3.92% and stretch it over 30 years, you will end up paying back a grand total of $510,640. In other words, you will have paid for two houses by the time you're done. So I'm going to continue this, this short series. Uh, we established that God's will for us is to, for us to be debt free. Will you say that God's will for me will is for me to be, be debt free? Now, faith cometh by hearing. So I don't want you to evaluate this series of, uh, by what's happening in your life right now. And I believe that God is calling us to live debt free lives. Uh, So last week in our first lesson, we said that God wants us to live a debt-free life. My second point was God prescribed laws to eliminate debt for Israel. God didn't want Israel in debt, didn't want them impoverished. So he would set up laws that everything, after seven years, things would be eliminated because he didn't want them to be in debt. Third thing that we looked at, and this is what we're believing God for, when God's people found themselves in unmanageable debt... God would move miraculously to get them out. Yes. Somebody said, God's, God's getting me out. Now, in this series, I'm not communicating, and I want to make sure you understand me, that when you borrow, it's a sin. I'm not communicating that using a credit card is a sin. But all I'm saying is that it's not God's best for your life. And I don't know about you, but I want God's best for my life. God is calling us to a place where we are the lender and not the borrower. Yep. Let's just look at a couple of scriptures that we looked at last week and we'll move on. Go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28 and uh, verses 12 and 13. When you get it, Sam, am there. Listen to this, what it says. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto thy land in his, in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If, thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. So it talks about the head. Now the head is the lender. He who borrows is, is, is the tail. Above only is the lender; beneath is the one who is the one who borrows. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Romans thirteen and eight. Listen to this. It says, "O no man anything, but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law." The amplified version of the Bible says. Keep out of debt and owe no man anything. The only debt that we're commanded to have is love. Yeah. Amen. See, I owe you love. Tell somebody, I owe, love. I owe you love. See, in spite of you, I owe you love because while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. So I have to give what's been given to me. Yes. So the only debt that we're commanded to have is love. Now, today we want to answer the question What's wrong with debt? Pastor, you're talking about this but What's wrong with debt? Go to Proverbs 22 and 7. Proverbs 22 and 7. Listen to what it says. It says the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is a servant to the lender. Debt is a form of bondage. See, if you borrow something, you're now subject to the will of the lender. I read this verse in another translation. It says the rich lords over the poor, and the borrower is the lender's slave. So, being in debt is a form of slavery. And I'm teaching you this in order to renew your minds. This, this is what I really want to do. I want to change your mindset about debt. Not only do I want to change your mindset, but I also want you to raise your faith that God's going to get you out. We have become so acclimated... To a certain way of living that it seems normal. Now let me just let me just uh, say this: What we want to do is we want to go up to God's way of thinking, because He says that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, His ways are higher than our ways. So being in debt is a form of slavery, and that's what's wrong with it. It's a for- what's wrong with it? It's a form of slavery, and God does not God does not want us in slavery. Uh, God's people Israel was in slavery for over 400 years and I want to show you, I want to show you what slavery looks like. Uh, Go to Exodus Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. You there? And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Now, I want you to notice as it relates to slavery, we have words like rigor, uh, which means cruelty. And then you notice there's words like bitter that's connected to slavery. And then you see words like hard bondage that's connected to slavery. So, Pastor, what is slavery? Here's some definitions. Slavery is a condition where an individual is owned by others. Slavery is forced labor. Slavery is control. The Bible says that debt is a form of slavery. Now, again, I want you to know that this lesson is all about mind renewing, and it's designed to get you to look at debt differently. For the rest of this lesson, and it's going to be very practical, we're going to talk about the effects of slavery. And I want you to connect this natural analogy of slavery to being in debt. Number one, the first effect of slavery is slavery divides family. Slavery divides family. Slavery is anti-family. Slaves were considered property and they couldn't legally marry. So the master could separate families anytime he wanted to. Slavery was anti-family and I'm saying to you today, debt hurts families. Financial trouble and unmanageable debt is one of the leading causes of divorce. When the money ain't right in the house, ain't nothing right. When the money ain't right, the food don't taste good. When the money ain't right, the clothes don't feel right. When the money ain't right, they no, ain't no honey. Don't be hugging on me. When the money ain't right, ain't nothing right. No money, no honey. Number two, what's wrong? With that. What's the effects of debt? Debt creates an environment of fear. Now we're supposed to walk by faith. But debt creates an environment of fear. Slaves never knew what the master was thinking. They never knew whether their family members were going to be sold or not. They lived in a perpetual possibility of separation. They lived in a constant state of fear. They lived in a perpetual state of being Separated. And, and dead does the same thing. Dead causes people to live in the fear of separation. Yeah, yeah. The fear of being separated from this house. Right. The fear of being separated from this car. The fear of being separated from this business. Dead creates an environment of fear. You jump when the phone rings. You get an 800 call on your cell phone, you be like, how they found my cell number, man? <laughs> debt is a form of slavery. Number 3. Right. Debt robs people of their dreams and plans. Right. Slaves, slaves couldn't plan for their future. And the same thing is true with debt. Debt controls the borrower. It controls your future. It tells the borrower what he or she can and cannot do. It controls your future. Debt restricts the believer's ability to even yield to the Holy Spirit. Now, you can go through the Bible. you you're, you're hear where God told Abram to leave where he was and go to a place. He says, as you go, I'll tell you where, where you're going to go. But the Holy, Ghost, Holy Spirit couldn't tell us that. Because once the Holy Spirit told us that, we said, look, let me, let me get back with your Holy Spirit. I need to talk to debt first. I need to get debt's permission before I obey God. God says, I want you to go and I want you to do this. You'll say, hold up, God. Let me talk to debt and see if I can do it. Debt takes away our flexibility. Debt limits our mobility. Debt limits our ability to take advantage of opportunities think about your flexibility or how you'd be able to take advantage of opportunities if your house was paid off. Think about your flexibility uh, and how you'd be able to take advantage of yourself if your car was paid off, your clothes were paid off, your student loans was paid off. Just think if you woke up tomorrow morning making what you make right now and you owed Nobody. Hmm. Some of y'all are like, man, if I'm making what I'm making right now and old nobody, I wouldn't be at church. Yeah. Man, I'd be on the beach in Miami somewhere today. Hmm. Think about your flexibility. Think about how you would be able to bless people. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. You, ever, you ever been in a situation where somebody needed? And, and you was wishing, oh God, I wish I could I wish I could help you, but I need some help myself." Listen to this statement: "Your wealthy place is in the land of debt-free living." Tell somebody that say, your wealthy place wealthy. is in the land we're of debt-free living." Look, 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 this is, look at Psalms, look at Psalms real quick. Psalms 66 and 12. Thou has caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. Will you tell somebody, I'm going to my wealthy place. Come on, tell them, I'm coming up, I'm coming up. and I'm coming, debt, I'm coming out of debt, and I'm going to my wealthy place. Hallelujah. Number four. Slavery was forced labor that benefited the master. Slaves didn't work for themselves. They worked for the master. Slaves would work from early in the morning to late at night. And let me ask you something. Isn't debt the same way? Debt forces people to work whether they want to work or not. See, here's the truth. You're going to go to work tomorrow. You go. You can wake up in the morning, and you may not feel like it. Your alarm can go off, and you won't wake up. That alarm clock may not wake you up, but that's gonna wake you up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Dad will say, "Okay, you just lay there if you want. You don't. You you ain't got to get up. But I tell you what, you just keep laying there. You won't have nothing to lay in." Right. And debt takes a large portion of our rewards of labor, labor with interest. We work, we get it, and we give it to debt. So, we're not working for ourselves, we're working for debt. Hmm, we're not working for ourselves? The truth of the matter is we all work for the bank. Where you who who you work for? Chase? <laughs> Capital one. We work. We all work to pay bills. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to change your mentality as it relates to debt. Tell, you, tell your neighbor it's time to get our minds renewed. Boy, this one. This one. This next one. This next one. Just get ready. This next one. I want you to get ready for it. Get ready for this next one. Slave, Slavery. Prohibited ownership. Slaves were never allowed to own anything, and that keeps you from owning anything. I'm challenging you today. I, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I want to renew your minds. So, so, so here, here's a question. Here's a question. What do you own? And just for a moment, I I want you to think about what you own that you're not paying on. And again, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but God is calling us to ownership. But he can't get us there if we're satisfied with only nothing. So, So let's subtract everything that we're paying for. If you're paying a note on your home, take that off the table. If you're pr- paying a note on the cars, take that off the table. If you're paying a note on the furniture, take, push all that off the table. Now, once you've pushed everything off that you're paying notes on, what do you own? Quiet in this mass. I own these socks, these socks. I, don't, I ain't paying no note on these socks. I own these socks. These are my socks right here. Praise God. Start there. I own these socks. I ain't paying nothing on these socks. That chair, That chair right there, that's a debt-free chair. This, this is a debt-free chair, and this chair is getting ready to be in a debt-free house. So I'm celebrating everything that I own, but I'm getting ready to own some more stuff. What's really yours? See, because what's yours tells you how free you are from a natural standpoint. You are as free as your ownership. Number six. Slavery often placed slaves in embarrassing situations. Slaves would be paraded naked in front of people to be sold to the highest bidder. Can you imagine how embarrassing that was? But let me tell you what. Debt can be the same way unpaid bills can lead to embarrassment the embarrassment of foreclosure the embarrassment of repossession the embarrassment of evictions now I I often talk about what my family and I went through we went through some embarrassing times and that's why I'm teaching this because I don't want that for you we went through some embarrassing times I was I was uh Considered the shot caller. Big baller. I'm riding, looking good. Everybody checking me out, looking at my house. I said, man, that dude got it going on. And they didn't know that I was going to that house and couldn't sleep. And the same people that were saying <laughs> big baller, it was the same people was laughing at me when them people came and got their stuff yeah we we bought a house at some point in in the late 80s we lost it in the late 80s I was trying to remember the year last last week and my wife was correcting me in front of the church so I'm just gonna leave it I'm just gonna say it was in the late 80s so so you know if you really think about this A lot of the stuff we do, we do to impress people. Come on, let's just be, can we be real about it? A lot of the stuff we do, we do it to impress people. You buy clothes because you want to impress folk. I ain't going, man, we do crazy stuff. I had that dress on last year. What were you supposed to wear at one time? That is so crazy. Oh, I just took a picture of that on Instagram well look if, you, if, that, if that's the case s- stay off of Instagram that's crazy but this this world has 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 conditioned our minds we've been conditioning our minds to feel like I've got to you I'm somebody because of the label in my clothing really I'm somebody because of the kind of car I drive look, don't get me wrong. I believe, I believe that God will bless his people with the best. I, I know that. God has blessed me with the best. Amen. I'm talking about you, baby. But anyway, uh, but God will bless you with the best, but I will tell you that there is a time and a season for everything. You don't, you don't need to compete with nobody. You don't need to be in competition. That's why I love destiny. Because you don't have to wear a suit. It don't matter if you're wearing That's a right. suit. You can wear a t-shirt. It don't even matter. Just come as you are. Anybody think about your clothes? Ain't nobody dress good. if Dress up if you want good. There's nothing wrong with that. But do that for you. Yeah, do that. Don't do that because you want to show off. Because we ain't looking at you. Hey, we ain't even looking at you. We didn't, we didn't even know what you had on. We just, you, you failed. Because we, we didn't even see, we didn't see what you had on. You walked in, you did all that. You came in late. You did all that with your little finger up. You did all that. And we ain't we even see you. Now you go home depressed because ain't nobody told you nothing about your outfit. Lord have mercy Jesus. You're depressed, but now you're not going to blame everybody. You want to You us jealous. No, we didn't, see you. <laughs> we didn't see you. We didn't see you. So do what you do for you. Do what you do Amen. for you. Yep. I put on my clothes this morning. I asked my wife I look all right. She said, yeah. I said, okay, we good. Mm. I don't care about what you say. That's right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Somebody say I look like I'm jumping out of a helicopter like Will Smith. <laughs> I don't care. Comfortable. I am. Look, look, man. Them shoes been hurting my feet. Mm. Come on. So I'm getting used to tennis shoes. Hey, now if oh. you got a problem with a preacher with tennis shoes, huh. if you if, if 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 you come here for the way I'm dressing, you come the wrong you come don't for the, the wrong thing anyway. Right. You, you, really, you really came to the wrong place. So let's stop trying to impress people. Look good, great, but again, do it for you. Don't go into debt trying to impress people. Buying clothes and wearing them and then going back with the tag. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Hey, hey, is that a thing? (laughs) That must must be a thing. Now, let me say this to you. When we start talking about embarrassing embarrassing moments, there is life after these embarrassing moments. Because some folk think that life is not worth living after these times. Listen, if that, that was the case with us, we wouldn't be here today. Amen. You know, it was embarrassing. It was, it was embarrassing to lose a, a house. It was embarrassing to lose a car. And I was, you know, it was embarrassing because you're thinking about what people are saying about you. But the truth of the matter is they ain't help you stay in there. So why are you worried about it? Why are you worried about it? It's embarrassing. But you know what? It was embarrassing for me to lose a house. It was embarrassing for me to lose a car. But I refuse to lose the house, the car, my mind, and my life. Because there's life after that stuff. I can always get another house. I can always get another car. I can always get something else. But I ain't going to lose my mind. And I'm definitely not going to off myself over some stuff. So there's life after that. Now again... I'm trying to renew your minds with these, these lessons because we can become so acclimated to some environment until it becomes normal. And God can't carry you anywhere else because you're satisfied where you are. Now, I want to ask you a question. Kind of like the question that Jesus asked, asked uh, this man in the fifth chapter of St. John. Jesus asked the man, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be set free? Do you want to be debt free? And you know, I have to ask those questions because since I've been pastoring, I've had, I've had a person to tell me, and I couldn't believe this, look, you can pray for this, but don't pray for that. In other words... I want healing in one area of my life, but not in another area. Because if I get healing in this other area, it might mess up my disability. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Ralph! Don't mess up my check. Through around there, man. I come in there and, and get in a healing line, and you know, fool around there and get healed. And them people examine me and find out, out my condition is gone. I'm gonna lose my check. So some people don't want to be made whole. Some people like sympathy and pity. So my question to you today is: Do you really want to be debt free? Because as I've been talking about this, some people are looking at me like they're mad. How are you gonna get mad with me when I'm trying to help you get free? Do you want? Actually, neighbor, do you want to be whole? In scripture, we'll, find, we'll read it in a second, but Moses made plans and gave requirements for folk who wanted to sl- stay slaves. Go, look at Exodus 21. Exodus 21 verses five and six. And if the ser- servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then the master shall bring him unto the judges, and he shall also bring him uh, to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an, with an owl, and he shall serve him forever. And this was also true in American history, American's history, America's history, America 's history. There were slaves that did not want to leave the plantation after they were legally free. And while everybody else walked free, there were some slaves that died in slavery because they had become so comfortable with depending on somebody else. So the question is, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be free? Because it's going to take some passion and desire on your part. God has a miraculous provision, a miraculous way to get you out. But it's it's going to take some discipline on your part. It's going to take some faith on your part. It's going to take some obedience on your part. But I tell you, if you follow God's plan, God God has a way that he's going to get you out. Anybody believe that? See, I believe in God for that. It's going to take some faith. On your, you got to get your faith up. It don't cost you nothing to believe. You got to get your faith up every time you walk in that house. I want you to start telling that house you are paid for when you're driving that car. Say you are paid for. Look in the closet and look at those clothes and say you are paid for furniture. You are paid for student loans. You are paid for. There's got to be on the inside of you this dissatisfaction with your present state in order for you to go somewhere else. I'm not satisfied being in debt. I believe in you, God, to get me out. Come on, somebody shout, I'm coming out. There is a place in God where you won't owe anybody anything but to love them. God's will for me is to be debt free. Again, want to change your mindset? I want to change your mindset and I want to get your faith up. If God can heal my body, he can heal my finances. We hear all the time about, about the miraculous hand of God moving in certain situations. That same miraculous hand can move in your finances. But we, see, we haven't had our faith for that. We haven't haven't even thought about that. Because we thought this was normal life. We thought this was normal life. Man, this system is set up to keep us in bondage. Kids in college, the first thing they want to do is give them a credit card. And they fill out an application to get a credit card. Now they feel like, oh, I'm just like my mama. I can't sleep. I'm just like, David. I got me some debt now. I got me a bill. I got my first credit card. Like, it's an award. And you don't even know that it's a plan to keep you there for the rest of your life. The banker wants you to be in debt for the rest of your life. How do you think banks are so rich? Hmm. So we got to we got to change our mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I heard the other day? Nike, since the the, the campaign, yeah. so it's been about what four weeks since Ka- yeah. this is Cap. Is it Kaepernick? I just call him Cap because I don't feel like fighting with all that. Uh, <laughs> it's been about four weeks. Nike has made hmm. six. Billion dollars. Did you hear me? In four weeks, six billion dollars. In four weeks, Nike has made six billion dollars. And we said we won. Who won? here we are, I'm like, man, look, we're going to make sure that these politicians do what they're supposed to do. We're going to hold them accountable, but we also need to hold Nike accountable to come back into our community and spend some of that money in our community. Somebody asked me the other day, were well, you wearing Adidas? You better know I, I paid for this Adidas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, again, you can call me Reverend, call me whatever you want to call me. I'm wearing my Adidas. And I'm not running out. Spending my money to prove my position. I can prove my position without spending my money. What? Y'all looking at me like you're mad. I know you've been shopping. Look, I know you've been shopping, baby. I know. I know you got Nike all, all up and down your legs. Some of y'all got Nike tattoos on you. That's hey, That's your business. Ah, I'm telling you that we've got to become, we got to change our minds about this money thing. Yeah. Yeah. we got to change our minds. And we've got to, we've got to get out of this consumer mentality. Yes. I know God will give us the best. I told it again, I'm a blessed man. I'm a totally blessed man. I I I had to tell a young fellow the other day, about 25 years old, and he's looking at me and looking at the stuff that I've acquired. I said, Son, I got a 30 year jump on you. Take your time, baby. Don't go rushing out there doing stuff you can't afford to do. I got a 30 year jump on you. And see, let me help you out. If you can't be around people, that have more than you, without you being in competition, you need to hang around some folks that you can handle. Hey, 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 hey. If your mentality is that you can't be around people that have more than you, without you going out trying to be just like them, and getting stuff that you can't afford to get, you need to change your friends. Look, bro, I can't hang out with you no more. You're putting too much pressure on me. What you ought to do is use that as inspiration, But don't go out and do stuff you can't afford to do to prove to somebody and you don't know how they're getting their stuff. You don't know know what's going on in their house. You're in competition with some girl because she got better clothes than you. You don't know what that girl got going on. She may have a sugar daddy. But anyway... uh, You need something? (laughs) We're coming out of debt. We're coming out of debt corporately. And we're coming out of debt individually. And let me tell you this. And I want you to really hear me. God does not have me teaching this lesson just for naught. God has me teaching this lesson because God's got some plans. God has some plans for us. God's getting ready to fix up our mess ups. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, 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 yeah, we all jacked up some stuff, baby. I understand. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. We all, the, the average person you see, have made, we've made mistakes. That's what we do. Right, right. But now we're trying to fix them so we don't keep making the same mistakes. But this time, God says, I'm going to help you. Thank you, Lord. But hear Him. Thank you. When He sets you free, stay free. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.